This is Ryan watching the movie where we get our friend Ryan to watch a movie and tell us what he thought. Gun balls in the lobby yard. Watching the Grubbian Crawl. Magi. <laughs> if you're listening to this, don't even waste your time. Hello and welcome to Ryan Watches the Movie. This is episode number 210. My name's Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing there, Kevin? I'm doing pretty good. We're also joined by Ryan Holes. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. Good to hear. What movie do we have you watch this week? Monster Squad. Monster Squad. This is the classic 1987 film. Pick this in honor of the nice guys coming out this week. Both films uh, involve Shane Black. I, I, did, I think Shane Black wrote The Nice Guys, did he? I should have checked that beforehand. Probably he directed The Nice least, Guys. He at least directed it. He, he directed it, but yeah, he did write it as well. So he wrote The Monster Squad. This is directed by Fred Decker, and uh, I have a synopsis here. A young group of monster fanatics attempt to save their hometown from Count Dracula and his monsters. Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about The Monster Squad? Uh, there's, there's a... A group of kids that are in school, and, you know, there's one really cool kid that wears, like, a biker jacket, and he talks to all the women, and he's really cool. And then there's, like, three other kids. One of them's fat, like, real fat. And I say that because his name... In the movie, it's Fat Kid. <laughs> Everyone calls him Fat Kid. And then it's like, uh, I'm going to guess she, she's like a seven-year-old girl. No, she's four. Okay, well, it's even, I don't even know. Like, why would your parents be okay with you hanging around all these dudes that are like, uh, well, it's, his, it's her older brother. Yeah. I just, I just now thought of that. <laughs> um, so these kids supposedly know all this stuff about all these monsters. And apparently the monsters then try to attack where they live. And uh, they come, the kids come on Van Helsing book in German that they get a German neighbor weird guy to translate. And it basically says to get rid of all these monsters, uh, Virgin has to read this incantation out loud. So they get a, they get, the school kids start talking to a girl, and she tells him she's a virgin, so he gets her to read this. And while she's reading this thing in Nathan, they're like, they all of a sudden discover nothing is working, and they're like, you know, you're not really a virgin, are you? And she just shakes her head now. So they get the little four-year-old girl to read the incantation because obviously she's four years old. Too. And they, after she reads the incantation, it opens up a portal 
and took all the bad guys into it. And Dracula actually grabs the one kid while they're flying into the portal. And the kid grabs a stake and stabs Dracula in the heart. And it obviously lets him go. And just the bad guys go into the portal. And they close and everyone lives happily ever Alright. Uh I, I rewatched this um uh, in, in anticipation in anticipation for this episode, so I, I can probably add some things to the plot. But first, uh let's go ahead and get your thoughts, Ryan. What did you think of the Monster Squad? Uh the thing I thought the most was it reminded me a lot of Goonies. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it felt like I was watching a stupid version of the Goonies. <laughs> I, I, I would argue that it's on the same level as stupid. In fact, I might even like Monster Squad a little bit more as far as content. But yeah, it's, it is a lot like the Goonies. But I, I mean, it's kind of short. It's only an hour and 20 minutes. So they kind of don't spend a lot of time explaining any one thing. It's just kind of like, here's these monsters. They're coming to our town. We have to protect our town. So it's a little, it's a little hard to. Yeah, I guess get a grasp of what's happening. But well, I mean, it was by no means dumber than most of the watch. <laughs> I so, said it was a dumber than Goonies. He was like that. That movie entertains me a lot. And I believe if I watched this when I was a kid, I probably would have liked it more overall probably yeah this is definitely one of those movies that you just kind of grow up with uh so just going back to the plot a little bit the the reason that the monsters are back is according to the book every hundred years evil has the opportunity to overtake good and destroy this amulet and it's whoever's holding the amulet has to recite the incantation so it's the the little girl has to hold the amulet and when obviously it's it's a hundred years, the hundred year mark is is up. So Dracula comes back and he awakens uh, the Wolfman and Frankenstein's monster and uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh man! So it's it's all they the big you know universal Gilman. monsters. What they call like Gilman? Gilman. Yeah. Gilman. We we'll oh. call him Gilman. <laughs> I was wondering because the way. Ryan kind of made sound. It just sounded like they accidentally opened up a portal. Some monsters come out. Monsters yeah, go it's... back. And it moves over. Yeah, it's That's not, what it's, happened it's in, the be- in the beginning. So, yeah, the beginning takes place 100 years in the past with Van, Van Helsing attempting to do the same thing where he opens the portal and sucks the monsters in. And I guess it, I don't know, I, don't, I guess it works. He, but he gets sucked into the portal too. Oh, Van no. Helsing does. Oh man, Helsing. And then it and then it jumps jumps forward to nineteen eighty seven or whatever. And these kids that have this monster club find the, a book. The other thing I didn't like about this 
all the monsters, like, in the beginning, they're all about helping Dracula. And then towards the end, they're like, all right, fuck yeah, we're doing our own thing. I feel like, well, first, the Wolfman, when the Wolfman was in human form, he never wanted to help. uh, Like, he uh, he wanted to get away. Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein's monster, he at first was, like, cool with it, but then he kind of became friends with the little girl, and then Frankenstein's monster actually joins the monster squad. He's a good guy. So it kind of starts out with Count Dracula running the show. He's kind of like the the leader. It almost sounds like. Yeah, he's the he's the big bad. And then and then as the movie progresses, he gets kind of like a mutiny on his hands here. A little bit, a little bit. They just he started... does he does call the girl in, in one scene towards the end. He picks up the girl by her face. Ooh. He picks her up by the face and calls her a bitch <laughs> right to her face. He goes, "Give me the amulet, you little bitch." Which. Leads me to one of the one of the things watching this now. I mean, this was a kids' movie, and some of the stuff that is said and happens in this movie would never fly in this day and age. Really, the the level of violence in this is nothing like what you would see in a kids' movie. <laughs> the, some of the stuff they say, they call each other faggot a lot in this. Yes. That was the yeah, one yep. thing I remember. Uh, they say shit a lot. Like there, there is the, like the one scene when the little girl, uh, when they first meet Frankenstein's monster, they all run away. But the little girl looks at him. She goes, "Don't be chicken shit." Oh goodness. And uh, I, there was another scene. Oh yeah, there was the mummy too. I forgot to mention the mummy. He brings back the mummy as well. And there's a scene where they were fighting off the mummy. And the one kid goes, if we pull this off, I'm going to shit. <laughs> that's, a, that's how he celebrates. That's how he yeah. treats himself. It's and like, I'm going to allow myself to dip. I'm going to shit and my feet. And then they pulled it off. Yeah, they did pull it off. So I could only assume that he shit his pants at that time. <laughs> More than likely. Time. I mean, you got to stick to your word. There's also the classic line, Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're not a lot. There's a scene where when they first meet up with the Wolfman and are fighting him, the one kid kicks Wolfman in the balls, and he goes, because the one kid goes, kick him in the nards, and he's like, does Wolfman have nards? And he kicks him, and Wolfman falls over, and he goes, Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> they also say the word dork a lot, but referring to, uh either a penis or having sex. <laughs> yeah, which is, I don't, know. I don't know what that's all about. I guess, yeah, well, I just looked it up, and apparently it is a slang word for the penis. Yeah. I've never heard that, ever. Because when, when they're trying to ask the girl if she was a virgin, Rudy, the cool guy, who smokes throughout this whole thing, by the way, he smokes how old, how old and drinks. Is he? How old is he? He's like, I don't know, 14? He's like, just walking around smoking cigarettes, drinking beer. At school. At school. Yeah, he's like, oh, Jesus. Uh, he's just like, have you ever been bruise, dorked? Just drinking brews at school? I mean, they might be, it might be root beer, who knows, but he was definitely smoking, that was a sure thing. Uh, and uh, 
the uh, some of the themes in this movie were a lot more, and and I I don't think that that's necessarily a sign of the times. I mean, there's there are heavy themes in a lot of family type movies these days, but um, they dealt with things like um, like divorce, like the main like the kids' parents were possibly getting a divorce, so they they kind of dealt with that. There was um, a Holocaust reference in it too uh the german guy that they meet up with was a holocaust survivor oh are they is it the stereotypical where he, they're like really afraid of him there's he's like you know there's like myths about him being crazy and like whatnot. An old man that lives yeah he lives in a really old in the house, house where nobody goes yeah everyone's gotta stay away from the german guy yeah oh boy yeah, but this, I mean, this came out in 1987. If if anything, most... Oh, yeah, no, I'm sure it was ahead of the... Uh, this, this probably is what started that, yeah. that whole trope, but... but... But the thing that gets me is, you know, you have to bring back the, the universal monsters, right? And, like, how difficult would it be to fight off these, some of these guys? Like the mummy? Well, the mummy, they, they beat... The mummy does nothing. The mummy's a loser. They kill him so fast. Gilman. Gilman's pretty easy too. They, uh, spoiler here, but the fat kid freaking blows a hole in him with a shotgun. <laughs> blows him away. Take that, Gilman. And well, there's the, that. That was the other thing. Like the level of violence in this was way. Yeah, I was not. Than, I was not expecting you to say he blew a hole. In oh, there's there's oh, a God. scene where they take a lit stick of dynamite and put it in Wolfman's pants, and it literally just blows him to pieces. Are like, you serious? And you see it, and you you see it happen. So they beat Wolfman, is what you're saying? Well, because he he can only be killed with a silver bullet. He get he comes back. Oh. But that's the thing. Like in the scene, you see him putting his bo- his own body back together. Damn. Yeah, Wolfman's a, it's a it's a bloody and the um one thing that I I think holds up and Ryan you mean you might not agree with me but I think the special effects in this movie hold up. Uh, obviously, it's all done practically, and some of the stuff is is really cool. Like the werewolf transformation, I thought was done really well. Like it, it definitely had a uh, an American werewolf in London vibe. Yeah. That's and how they what, did the transformation. That would be better to watch it when you're younger because it does so like the special effects were they were awful. I mean, by today's standards, maybe they were a little bad. Well, yeah, I mean, but back then they weren't bad at all. Yeah, like they used um they used like animation and stuff like uh. They would animate shadows and stuff like that. Like when uh, Dracula would turn into a bat, they would like show a shadow of him turning into a bat and stuff. But the like the makeup effects and stuff like that, I thought were really good. Tom Noonan played Frankenstein's monster. I see that now? And then another thing I'm noticing they got they got two Wolfmans here. One's yeah, a, one, one's 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 the human form, and the other one's the monster. Oh, okay. So Uncle Rico plays the human form? And all he wants to do is have somebody kill him. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. He's just suicidal. He's, he just wants to die at, the, at that point. Because he knows he's a wolf man. 
and he can't control it. Oh, I mean, he's asking for it. They kill him. They do kill him. There's also a scene where Rudy, he uh, steals a bow and arrow from school, and he shoots stakes from the bow and arrow into Dracula takes all these girls from the town and turns them into vampires. Oh, and he's just, like, using a bow and arrow to shoot stakes into a, these vampire chicks. Wow. It's a great movie. I it's, love it. It sounds, it sounds kind of ridiculous. It's amazing. <laughs> Plus, I think one of the best parts, and I am going to get, because they do make these shirts, the, the kid, the main kid, he just wears a shirt that says Stephen King rules. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen them now. Yeah, they they make that shirt. I want to get it. Stephen King. It's just rules. a red shirt, just a plain red shirt, and in yellow letters, just says Stephen King rules. They're just fans of Stephen King. All right, all right. Is anyone um, helping these kids while they're killing all these monsters? Well, that's the thing. There were several moments where s- several of the kids are like, "We got to go get get the adults," and they're like, "Oh, the adults aren't going to believe us. We have to do this ourselves." But then the German guy joins them and then the main kid's dad joins in he's uh, a sheriff i guess or maybe just a regular cop or maybe he's a detective even because that was going to be my next question is like do they know do the adults know what's happening in their town oh, by the end they do yeah because <laughs> shit gets crazy by the end and then dracula the the funny thing is how inept the police force is in this little town because uh, they just send wave after wave of cops at the monsters, and the monsters just slaughter them. <laughs> just Dracula. There's a scene where Dracula is like walking towards. I guess it's the amulet, and just all these cops are running up to him to try to stop him, and he just grabs them and snaps their necks and throws them. Wow, it seems like a lot of death in a kids movie. Oh, there is tons and tons of death. Yep, there is. That's how it, that's how kids movies should be. Yeah, you got to learn the importance of death early. I just, uh, what Ryan was saying about the, the Goonies vibe, it has an Amblin, it's not an Amblin film, but it a- absolutely has that kind of 80s Amblin movie vibe to it, which makes me love it even more. I could, I could definitely compare this to like E.T. or um, even, even like Poltergeist or something like that. It does sound pretty damn fun. It is, I mean... I'm going to have to watch me some Monster Squad. Yeah, I would definitely recommend it because it's a classic. One thing that, that surprised me, and I, I watched this not too long ago, maybe three or four years ago, and it was the first time I ever saw it. I never saw this when I was a kid. Um, so re-watching it for, the, for this show, I, one thing that really surprised me is just how good the script was in this movie because that was one thing I never really paid attention to. But thinking about Shane Black writing this I, I was kind of more cognizant of the script yeah and like the banter between the cops was r- like genuinely funny and, and actually really quite good <clears throat> and in fact just just the the conversations between everybody like the kids and the adults and everybody was quite good did you find any of it to be to the the dialogue to be funny at all ryan one of the cops are talking and one of the kids are all talking this so when anyone's talking, oh. it's funny. Well, it's kind of it's kind of how you just put it. Or I guess <laughs> the cops and the kids. That anyone that's not a cop or a kid, when they talk, it's not funny. I'm just trying to I'm trying to focus in on what's the where's the humor. Just what they're talking to each other. Okay. Not, 
the banter. It's early talking game in relation to the movie. To so all the dialogue? Talking back and forth. Okay. So yeah. anytime that they talk to themselves, it's not funny. Hmm. I guess the monsters are not that funny. Oh, they didn't make one of the monsters funny? Not, I don't think so. No. I, I would think you would make you would make Gilman pretty funny. That's He's not even do. in it that much, really. They kill him quickly. Uh, I mean, he doesn't die till the end, but he's <laughs> he just, he's just not in it because he cause he hangs out in the water. So it's like <laughs> I really hope that there's just I wish that there was like thirty more minutes in this movie of him just chilling out by the water and just talking out loud. Like I really hope they come by the water and get them fuckers. There is a, there is a scene with him in towards like near the water where he steals what is it like a some kind of snack cake or something from one of the kids. <laughs> Twinkie. Is it a Twinkie? Yeah. Gilman sounds pretty fucking cool. He does. He looks like Predator sort of in this. He doesn't seem like he's really that interested in overtaking good. No, I don't think so. I think he's just kind of along for the ride. He just he I think he just appreciates the attention. Like he just appreciates being part of the group. Uh, being being included. Yeah. He appreciates it is don't have the downfall of Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can Gilman actually survive outside of he can't survive outside of the water, can he? Well, I guess for like a limited time. If his name's Gilman, yeah. I would assume that he has gills. So no, I don't think he would be able to survive outside but, of the water. But like he, com- he comes out and stuff. I just I wonder how long he can survive outside oh, of the Probably water. a while. I, I would think just the fact that he's the size of a man, I think he could probably... Because if you think about it, like regular fish and stuff can survive outside of water for a little while. Yeah. So if you... I don't know. That, that, the, the science probably isn't there, but... <laughs> I think scientific breakdown of Gilman. I would like that. I would definitely like that. If this, if Neil deGrasse Tyson was around in 1987, he would have been, and you had Twitter back then too. He would have been all over that shit. And like Gilman can only survive 2.7 minutes outside of the lake. Yeah, nah. what a buzzkill. Nah. Neil deGrasse Tyson is such a buzzkill. That couldn't happen. Humans are unable to turn into bats. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the director, Fred Decker. So he's only done a couple, a couple other movies. Uh, in addition to Monster Squad, he directed Night of the Creeps, which was another fantastic <clears throat> horror comedy from 1986. It was a, like a zombie comedy, but it's really good. Like it's, and I'm not like just saying that is legitimately good and a really fun time. He directed an episode of Tales from the Crypt, and he did RoboCop 3. Ooh. And that was it. He also that was the end of he wrote uh, that house, nineteen eighty six. Yep. So he yeah he wrote house, uh, and he also no he didn't do house two. That was just inspired by him. Uh, he wrote if looks could kill. He did four episodes of or no he did five episodes of tales from the crypt, and then he is direct or writing the new predator movie, which is interesting. Which is interesting because Shane Black is directing it. Yeah. So it's a, it's, it's they're getting back together, getting yeah, the old team back, together. getting the old team back. Watch out! I hope Tom Noonan plays the Predator. That'd be awesome. Or whoever Sweet. played Gilman <laughs> in this should play Predator. 
So yeah, not a lot to say about Fred Decker. Uh, RoboCop three, not not a very good movie. Are you sure? Nope. Are you... Have you seen RoboCop three, Ryan? No. Nope. <sighs> I remember it being really bad. I haven't seen it since. Oh man, probably since it came out. But I know it wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. House was great. So yeah, I want to see that Night of the Creeps. What, Ryan? Is that one that I watched? No, no. You watched the the Japanese. Uh, you watched house. the greatest house movie ever. This this is not this is not like that one. This is a completely different. No, nothing movie. like that one. <laughs> I will say though, I mean, this house, the the American house movies are they are weird. They're yeah, just that... not. It's not on the same level. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you can operate on that level. No, no, you can't. You can't. I wish more people yeah. did. That'd be great. Yeah, so I would recommend House and Night of the Creeps. Definitely check those out because they're classic, classic eighties. Uh, House is a bit of a horror comedy too. There's a lot of humor in that one too. Nice. You sold me. I'm going to watch them. Uh, they used to both be on Netflix. I don't know if they still are, but oh, I, I've seen them both not too long ago <sighs> on s- streaming services. So. Hey, that's true. You just made my fucking night. Cool. Well, glad to good glad work. to hear that. Good work. Yeah. Uh, let's let's also since Fred Decker doesn't have much of a filmography, let's talk about Shane Black too, since he's going to be directing uh, the Nice Guys. So he, as far as a, a direct direction goes, direction. Yeah. Said that. Why not? Weird. Uh, he did Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man three, and then the Nice Guys. Those are his three movies, and then he is. Also going to be doing that Predator movie that I mentioned previously. And then uh, apparently they're making a Doc Savage movie. And he's yeah. going to be doing that, which I'm kind of into that idea. <clears throat> writing credits. He's got a, a large number of writing credits here. Well, not large, but a sizable, a solid amount of writing credits, including Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, The Last Boy Scout, Lethal Weapon 3, Last Action Hero, Long Kiss Goodnight. Lethal Weapon 4. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me, let me retract that. It looks like he only did 1 and 2. And it looks like 3 and 4 were not written by him. He wrote Iron Man 3. Nice guys. So, I'd say it's, uh, he's got a pretty nice filmography here. But can yeah, best movie ever. Last Boy Scout? Yeah. Fuck yeah, buddy. I want to rewatch The Last Action Hero. I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, I'm being terrible when I was younger. Yeah, same here. You weren't fans of that one? No. Even as kids? No, no. Even as kids. I was a fan of the Game Year game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, game Gear. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and give you a drum roll here, Ryan. Ryan, what are you going to give the Monster Squad? Five. That's a five out of ten on the Monster Squad. Now, have you been seeing trailers for the Nice Guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you into it? Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> it looks pretty hilarious. I, I, f- I, I wish there was an easy way to add things on to YouTube videos because I could add about five or six Brian, uh, Ryan Gosling screaming things just from that one trailer. Are you serious? He does a lot of screaming in it? You haven't seen the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer, no. 
Oh my God, Kevin! Is it just like nonstop Ryan Gosling screaming? He screams a lot. Well, you just sold me. I'm there, there's a, the there's a scene. Guy. There's a really funny scene in the beginning where Russell Crowe's like, "I'm gonna break your arm," and he's like on top of he has Ryan Gosling pinned down, and Ryan Gosling's like, "No, no," and then he breaks it, and you just hear him screaming. <laughs> I also dig the very good from. But you know, it was made during the seventies. Yeah, yeah, L A. in the seventies. I'm all about that. Uh, Ryan, have you seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang? Yes. Were you a fan of that? Right. It was my favorite, but I liked it. Well, I mean, someone's <laughs> asking if it's your favorite movie, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was a big fan of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I'm going to rewatch that this week in preparation for The Nice Guys. And I'm pretty excited to do it. But, yeah, The Nice Guys looks like it's going to be great. It currently has a 97% right now on Rotten Tomatoes. So, pretty pretty amped up to see it. Kevin, if you watch the trailer, make sure it's the Red Band trailer. Because they came out with a Green Band trailer. But it's it's, like, edited really weird. Because they had to take out... Yeah. It looks like the movie's going to be pretty violent and have lots of swearing and stuff. Yeah. And the way that they cut the the Green Band trailer, it's strange. Mm. Yeah, I don't got time for that. Yeah, so just, just watch the Red Band. Fuck that noise. Yeah. I just, this is the first time I've actually seen what this movie is about. I'm interested. Especially with the, the Gosling screaming. Oh, yeah. That always makes it better. I don't know why, but that guy screaming is just the best thing. And it looks like for the majority of the movie, his arm is going to be in a cast. And for some reason, I always find it funny when characters in movies and TV shows have casts on their arms for the, for the, uh, it's a it's bizarre, <laughs> comedy, bizarre comedy fetish that you have. Well, have you seen, uh, baskets, the show, the Zach Galifianakis show? On- oh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the the lady in baskets. The lady in baskets has a cast on her arm the entire season, yes. and they never explain it. They never explain what happened or why why she has her arm in this cast. It's just there. I forgot about baskets. It shows. Incredible. The first episode was fantastic. Loved it. You got you got to finish that. that I know. I, know. I was just him naming sodas was the best. It, it gets it, it gets even better. That that shows genius. Kevin, but are you aware of what a juggalo is? What a juggalo is? Because there's oh, a oh, yeah. juggalo in one of the What? There is a juggalo in one of the episodes, <laughs> and it's really funny. Oh, man. Hell yeah. All right. Any final thoughts, Ryan, on Monster Squad or The Nice Guys before we wrap it up? It was all right. It wasn't terrible like usual. All right. I would personally recommend checking out Monster Squad if you haven't, because uh, to me, it's just, it's a classic. There aren't too many movies that have that same vibe for me, and uh, yeah, I would, I would definitely recommend it. All right, uh, I think that that's going to wrap it up for this week. Be sure to send us your questions and topics to podcast.filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at FilmPulseNet, at FilmPulseKevin, and at MyLegsDon'tWork. And if you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page, patreon.com slash filmpulse, and consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw and Ryan Holes, my name's Adam Patterson, and we will see you next week. See you later.